who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional upheaval. Is that all the, oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Way, Brady PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Fairmount Plus. Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist. Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. Hey. You all know what we're going to be speaking about again this week. I know. It's really hard. I almost was like... Should we just suspend our what's in the news episode until this is over unless something really serious happens? Because it's like, yeah, but I mean, there's something I, at least for me, and maybe this will help you. I tried to look at it from a different perspective and try to find different alleys of things that maybe aren't spoken about as much rather than just, you know, talking about the global pandemic and the stay at home acts and everything like that. So I tried to kind of find some things that I feel like aren't being um, spoken about as widely on the news and things like that. Sure. Um, And that's really helped me find stuff to talk about. Um, But yeah, it's really hard when everything that, you know, everything is going to be drowned by the coronavirus in our mini episodes right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, and a big part of that is because that's literally all that's in the news. Like even Mm -hmm. whenever you're watching CNN, like I had CNN on earlier today while I was working and it's literally all that anybody is talking about for a good reason because it has completely changed our lives in every single way. And unfortunately, not to start this episode out on like a super down note, but like it's going to get worse. Like, yeah. And so I think that our officials are constantly reminding us. Our mayor actually um, came out and was like, I don't want you guys to get false hope. I want you to know that this is going to get worse. We are going to be inside for the next two months at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, And I think it's important as well because, you know, I think in Los Angeles and in New York, And in these places that have uh, higher numbers of deaths and uh, people who have the coronavirus have been tested for it, 
positively. Um, we are all staying home for the most part. Like the streets are empty. Well, you would uh, think so, but Madigan, listen. What? It, I mean, this is why the mayor had to come out and be like, that's everyone exactly, needs to calm the fuck down. Because, or that's like exactly my point. I'm like, they need to keep saying it or else dumbasses are going to be going outside. Because they have been. Affecting I know, it's fucking yeah. dumb. I mean, I've been, so I live on a pretty busy street and there's a lot of car traffic, but I also live across from an elementary school. So there's lots of kids in the neighborhood and there's lots of biking and dogs walking. And I've noticed like very low traffic. Like we can have all our windows open and Penny's just like chilling. She's not crazy. It's like, it's just, there's still some people in cars, but it's very low like but I, I will everything. tell you, so like last weekend we went and we were like, let's go buy bikes so that like we can, cause you can still go biking yeah. uh, as long as you kind of like stay away from other people. Yeah. That's I've been okay. biking with T over his like recess time yeah. and it's great. So we went and we bought bikes and then we rode our bikes back home uh, and it was like a couple of miles. There were people out, like out, out last weekend. And then uh, yesterday we went to, we were like, let's go like ride our bikes around the track at the park. We had to leave the park because there were so many people out. Like there were so, cause when we were like, we don't want to be that close to people. So we left and we just right. rode. Um, right. Well, but- and that's why the mayor had to say things and, mm-hmm. and make it very specific about parks and hiking trails because I had my friends texting me like, oh my gosh, I was on a hiking trail yesterday. I didn't know I was doing anything wrong because I was outside. It's not like, it that just, it's not that you're you know? outside. Like that's fine actually. Yeah. And, and the hiking and stuff is fine. You just can't be hiking in an area that's highly populated. Like that's yeah. the problem. Like you can't go to Runyon right now because yeah. it's like that's a highly populated hiking trail. And, exactly. it, and there's like there are so many miles of beaches. Why everybody was congregated in the same stretch of beach doesn't make any sense. And unfortunately, uh-uh. they've ruined it for the rest of us. One, because now they've closed down hiking trails and parking at beaches so that less people go there. And um, two, if you guys don't stay – the more you don't stay at home, the longer we are going to be in quarantine. And yeah, again, you think this sucks? Like just wait. Right. And again, I, I read uh, the CDC. I checked it out. I Googled like, is it okay to go for a walk? Yes, it is. It's okay to go for a walk, but you can't be interacting with other people. You need <laughs> to stay away from other people. Like that's oh, just yeah. get out there, get some fresh sun and air, but you have yeah. to stay away from people. I've noticed when I'm walking the dog that if you're coming on the same side of the sidewalk, they will walk into the street just to get enough distance or I will try to veer off. And it's it's nice to see like a common courtesy. I hope that that's being practiced everywhere. I'm sure it's not. But um, it's nice to see that in my neighborhood that people are really being conscious about um, getting close. I had an instance uh, last, almost about a week ago, where I had my big dog Penny outside and she's a baby. So she's crazy and wants to play when she sees people and other dogs. And there's another pity about the same age or the same size, but older than her upstairs, who's a boy. And she has got quite a crush on this boy. So she was like sniffing him and wanting to play. And the guy was talking to me and I'm like, I don't even want my dog near you and your dog because she's sniffing your dog and then she's going to come inside and then she's going to lick me and sniff me and I'm going to have whatever's on your hands and your dog on me. 
I know. It's true. It's such a bummer. I I'm mean, like, it, I want to have fun and I can't. Yeah. And it makes us feel crazy. And like, yeah. I totally understand that. Like, cause it makes us feel insane. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately it, it's true. Like, I walked um, because I'm rereading the Harry Potter series. Yes, I am too. I'm almost done with the second book with right now. Yeah, yeah. I just finished the fourth book. I just started the fifth book this morning. But because I was borrowing them from my friend Cassie, she lives walking distance from me. So a couple of days ago, I was like, I'm going to walk up and get the book from her. But even that, it made us feel insane because like Anthony and I walked up there with like gloves on, like walked up there. She gave me the book in with like the handle wrapped in like a Clorox wipe. And yeah. literally it was like a hand, it was like a drug deal. It's like she passed it off to me and then we stood six feet away from each other yeah. to like have a conversation because yeah. that's how it has to be now. And it seems insane. And like as soon as I got home, I took the book out and I put the plastic bag she gave me in the trash because yeah. that's what they're recommending you do because the virus oh. can live on plastic for three days. Yeah. There's a video that my boss sent me of a guy talking about what to do when you bring things home from the grocery store. Like wipe now, everything down. Now, I yes. I think this guy might be taking things – you know, I shouldn't say he's been taking things too far because who am I to judge? Take things exactly as far as you want to take them right now. But like this video, I was watching it and I was like – this will take me two hours to unpack my groceries. I mean, it it actually is what they recommend you do, but it's so like – Why? It's (laughs) so – it's just every – and this is why the news is completely taken over with the coronavirus because it has infected every aspect of our lives. Like every single aspect of our lives is being dictated by this. Yeah, and it's crazy because, you know, I was just talking to Keegan before we were, like, officially recording about, like, what my job has been like this past, like, two weeks now. And it has been weird because, like, I almost – like I said this last week, I'm working more. (laughs) And I'm I'm being a teacher. I'm not even being a nanny right now. Like, I'm doing laundry and dishes and helping him with his lunch. But I'm creating, like, class schedules. Lessons. Lessons. Yes. And I'm like – and, and I'm drawing up worksheets on my iPad and my like drawing station and drawing coloring pages and all this stuff. And I'm like, I feel like my brain is more mentally occupied at work now than ever. Usually at work, I'm like, okay, I did what I had to do. Now I just kind of chill until someone else needs something. You know what I and mean? And you know like, what? I feel like that's even happening for people who are working from home yeah. because we have like a team meeting every week. Uh, uh-huh. We had one today and then we also had like a virtual happy hour, you know, last week. And that that's the common consensus is that like people, because they're at home, they're like working more hours because yeah. like they're sitting at their computer. It's harder to differentiate between like work hours and home hours. Like you mm-hmm. have to really set boundaries for yourself. And that's yeah. really difficult for a lot of people. Not as difficult for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, is it six? Goodbye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or I try to do oh, that, you know? Oh, like usually I don't have like here are your like hourly like times for the day. I have eight to three right now. Three o'clock hits. I'm like, hasta la vista. I'll see yeah, you tomorrow morning exactly. at eight. Yeah, have a good exactly. night, everybody. Well, and like, you know, if you're not going to pay me a dime over, I'm like, see ya. Oh, yeah, exactly. Am I getting overtime? Then goodbye. Goodbye. Then bye, everybody. Um, I love you. Bye-bye. And we want to – let's put a – let's preface all of that. I guess it's 
not really a preface if we're saying it afterwards, but (laughs) let's let's just uh, put a disclaimer on all of that, that like we are both extremely grateful and feel very lucky that we have jobs that are paying us right now because we know that so many people do not and are not fortunate enough to be in the position to be complaining about it. Oh, 100%. (laughs) You know, so- There's always always somebody else. And I would actually, you created a wonderful segue for the big thing that I wanted to talk about today on the show. So can I get into that? Absolutely. All right. So I've been hearing it on a few other podcasts and I've been seeing a few things um, come up on like my explore page on Instagram. But I want to talk about those who are um, experiencing domestic violence during this time. And I think that's something that a lot of people haven't considered. The fact that for for a lot of people, um, everyone who is abused, their home is typically a place that is not a very happy environment for them. It's not a safe environment. So I wanted to do some research today about uh, what what this pandemic looks like for those who are experiencing domestic violence in their home and what they can do and what we can do to support them as well. So there has been an uptick of domestic violence recorded in China. There is a Chinese social media app called Weibo, I think, W-E-I-B-O. And the hashtag on that uh, social media site, hashtag anti-domestic violence during the epidemic, has been trending in China. And uh, they say that the reports of domestic violence has nearly doubled in the bigger cities when they went into lockdown, which is crazy and they were they were talking about England and um I now know that England is officially in lockdown but they weren't officially in lockdown until recently but there was concern about um domestic violence cases there because last year 1.6 million women in England and Wales reported domestic violence so when there is a lockdown all of those 1.6 million women will be trapped with their abusers most likely well and in addition stressors usually create an uptick in the violence if you're already in an abusive situation. Mm -hmm. And with so many people being out of work, so you have financial stressors, uh, there's just the stress of the fact that our entire world is shut down and we're in like a global pandemic. Um, All of those things require, uh, um, all of those things create more stress within the home, which will cause an uptick of violence in an already unsafe situation. So uh, that is something that we should all be uh, aware of. Definitely. Well, and the thing is, is that like, let's say during a normal day, you know, the husband and wife, you know, at least one of them will probably go to work and they will at least have time to contact friends or therapists and support systems. And right now, luckily, there are so many wonderful, you know, online websites for therapy, but also a lot of therapists are creating, um, therapy sessions like you and I are recording right now over, you know, Zoom and Skype and all these other things. But if they're home with their abuser all the time, they they don't have the access to these things. Um, luckily, there are so many hotlines and things available. You, There's a lot of online um, help that you can get out there. And the other thing is that children who are being abused or children who are witnessing abuse are also um, really struggling during this time because if they aren't being abused themselves, they are still more likely to be eyewitnesses to abuse uh, 
from one of their parents. And if they are being abused themselves, there is no real way to escape. There's no legitimate reason to escape uh, the the situation that they're in. Well, and so, they can't. So it's not yeah. even like you can go outside and play, really. It's not like you can go no. to a friend's house. I mean, you can go into your backyard, but you don't have any sanctuary. It's not like you have school as an escape or well, a friend's house as being, an escape. And if you are being abused by a parent and that parent says you can't go outside, you can't play with your friends, like they and, – and if they're adults and they're watching the news right now, that could really be used as – you know, that could be used against a child. As a, like as I a method of control. So yeah. not, not just against a child, but also we know that like abusers like to exercise control over their abuse victims, specifically spouses. We see that yes. a lot um, in romantic relationships. Uh, yeah. So uh, there's a legitimate reason to exercise control at this time. You have a legitimate mm-hmm. reason to say you're not allowed to see your family. You're not allowed to see your friends. You're not allowed to go outside. They can isolate you even more. Um, there have been some reports. There was one caller to a hotline that spoke about her husband forcing her to wash her hands repeatedly until they were raw and bleeding. And another threatened to kick her out of the house to increase her exposure of the virus. So a lot of the things that have to do with keeping us safe with the virus are being used against these victims of domestic abuse. But luckily, um, this New York Times article that I was reading today had some notes for victims. They were saying that when an argument breaks out, identify the safest place in your home away from objects that could be weaponized like the kitchen or bathroom and prepare for extra supplies for things that could be hidden or taken away from you like soap, food, things like that. Um, I also have a number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline, which is 1-800-799-7233. Again, that's 1-800-799-7233. And that is available 24-7. And it also has messaging available so you can chat with them so you don't have to actually use your voice to speak on the phone. And then for um, more specifics, there is the Trans Lifeline, which is one 877 Five six five eight eight six zero. Again, that's one eight seven seven five six five eight eight six zero. And that line is open from nine a.m. to three a.m. I also want to mention really quickly. I'm not going to get deep into this, but just because we're talking about people who may be at risk uh, during this situation that we're all going yeah. through right now, people who are in recovery. I know mm-hmm. how difficult it must be. I know a lot of people are using alcohol as a coping mechanism and also just because we're all bored, um, myself included, you know, it's become far more acceptable. There's a lot of jokes about like, oh, we're drinking every day. We're starting drinking early and like all that stuff. And um, I just want to give like a quick shout out to people who are going through recovery or in the middle of recovery right now because it can be very difficult. You're isolated. There can be a lot of triggers. And I do know that there are online AA meetings that are happening um, and and other kind of resources out there to get some kind of virtual connection to other people who are also going through recovery. Great. Uh, So check those out. Take a look at that if that is something that you are struggling with. Um, Yeah, exactly. I can't imagine. I mean, even, you know, Max right now is working, but he's working from home. And, you know, we stocked up on beer and everything like that. And yesterday he said he was like, I've been day drinking. Like, we're all start at like one or whatever. And he's like, I – 
to my workday's almost over, but yeah, the key word is almost. Like oh, I'll yeah. still start I mean, drinking. I'll start drinking in the last hour of my workday. I'm like, eh, we're almost oh, over. When I was when I was an assistant and I worked from home, I would start. I mean, my times that I could have a glass of wine just started slowly getting earlier and earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, yeah, today I just kind of forced myself not to have anything to drink until you came home or. You know, after we had dinner. And so we've just been kind of trying to be mindful with our drinking. And I, I think that that is something that we're all probably going to need to do uh, because yeah. we're going to be in this situation much longer than people think we are. Oh, Again, and I think I hope that most people move past that urge once they realize that this is not going away anytime soon. I think right now, you know, we're in the second week. Maybe we're still in kind of a honeymoon phase where people are like, oh, we're just hanging out and drinking at home and it's still a party. But like maybe for those people, do you think that like as time goes on, they'd kind of be like, okay, I'm kind of sick of it now? I think so. I I mean – I hope so. I I don't know. We're all trying to get used to this like new normal (laughs) situation. And not that I want people to be dependent on alcohol or other things that are unhealthy coping mechanisms, but we all do need to find ways to cope because we are inside – all the time. And the time. it is uh, for me when I read that post by our mayor, Mayor Garcetti, where he was talking about how this is going to go on for at least another two months. This yeah. shelter in place situation will be happening at least for another two months. Um, it made me want to cry because I'm just yeah. like, I don't do well in isolation. I'm an extrovert and things like this help being able to see my friends virtually. It helps, but it isn't the same thing. No, it's really Um, not. And it's, it's like, I was trying to explain this, you know, with just about recording to my boss today where it's like, there's just, there's a lag and you don't have that same personal connection. It's just not the same as when you're actually with a person. Yeah. I'm going to kiss all of my friends on the mouth when I see them next. It's going to be, it's going to be tongue down the throat for me. With consent, just, but yes. Blah. Yes, of course. I'm going to ask first. I'm like, can I shove my tongue down your throat? Yes. Cool. I'm going to do it now. So I, I wanted to touch on this really quickly um, because it was something that just was breaking news today, mm-hmm. uh, mid-afternoon today. And it is that, congratulations, Madigan, the U.S. now leads the world in confirmed coronavirus cases. We're oh, yeah, one. I knew that. I knew that. Well, I mean, I was reading – I have a bunch of notes today actually on a 17-year-old boy, I believe, in Los Angeles County in Lancaster who passed away. And at first they said it was coronavirus. Then they said they have to like double-check and – all that kind of stuff, but he well, would be that's the, the thing. case in the U.S. That's the thing. There are at least, well, from what we know, confirmed cases as of this reporting, which this uh-huh. was a couple of hours ago today, uh, there were 81,321 known people infected with the coronavirus. There were, um, there have been over 1,000 deaths. So uh, those are confirmed cases. First of all, most people are not being tested, so we have no yeah. idea how many confirmed cases there actually – or how many cases, rather, there actually yeah, are. that's true. So in addition to that as well, the other issue that people are butting up against is that a lot of people are being diagnosed with pneumonia and then mm-hmm. dying, and they're well, not doing the tests on them, so we don't know yeah. if they're dying – 
from coronavirus related pneumonia or yeah. something else. And so those numbers don't get counted, but exactly. likely the number of cases is much, much, much higher. It's got, it's higher than China and China has a much bigger population than yeah. the United States does. And so that's why when people aren't taking this seriously, I'm like, look, man, the next couple of weeks, it's going to get so much worse. And in large part, that is due to our government's shitty fucking response to this epidemic. You have Trump out there still saying that he wants things to be back to business as usual by Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And it's giving people false hope. It's making people feel like it's safe to go outside. It's not, which is in turn... Um, spreading the virus further, which is in turn making it last longer. Um, uh-huh. So it's just one of those things where it's a vicious cycle. And unfortunately, yeah. there's no end in sight. There isn't. But, you know, we the thing that we need to remember, and I was going to interject really quick and say that the uh, 17-year-old who passed in Lancaster, they initially thought it was pneumonia, I believe. And then it was a coronavirus test shortly before his death. And the uh, positive results came back later, and now his father is actually experiencing a lot of the same symptoms. Well, I do want to because I'm sure a lot of people have questions because the bill for the stimulus package has passed. Okay. So I'm sure people have questions about yeah, whether or not they qualify, what they qualify for, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Uh, because I know a lot of people are in desperate need of some kind of financial relief. Mm hmm. So the New York Times put out this great FAQ on stimulus checks, unemployment, uh, and the coronavirus bill, kind of breaking down what you would be getting or if you qualify. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to actually literally read um, some of this article just to pass along this information. So Awesome. In the United States, because I know we have listeners who are not in the United States, but right. in the United States, there will be stimulus payments uh, to kind of get our economy up and running again, mm-hmm. or at least kind of give people relief so they can maybe pay their rent. Although, oh, exactly. This isn't going to. It's, it's a hard maybe. Yeah. Uh, so how large will the payments be? Most adults would get $1,200, although some would get less. For every qualifying child age 16 or under, the payment would be an additional $500. You know, I knew I should have had a kid. I know. I love somebody made a meme where it was uh, Billy Zane in Yes, in I Titanic saw that like, one. I have a child. They're like, only people with children. And he's like, I have yep, a child. I have a child. Oh, my uh, God. How many payments would there be? It would be a one-time payment. So future bills could order up additional payments in the future should we need it, which we will. Uh, How do I know if I will get the full amount? So it says it depends on your income, single adults with social security numbers who are United States residents and have adjusted gross income of 75000 or less would get the full amount. So both you and I are good on that. Woo-hoo. Married couples with no children earning 150000 or less would receive a total of 2400 And Go get married. Go to a chapel. Go get married. Well, it's the same amount though. Like Anthony oh, and I, I are going to get the right. same amount as That's like, true. individually as if we were married. That's true. And taxpayers filing as head of household would get the full payment if they earned one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred or less. Yeah. So, um, so there's that. Mo- most people qualify. If you're a single person who makes seventy five thousand dollars or more, you will not qualify for the full amount. It would be mm-hmm. a different amount. 
do college students get anything? Not if anyone claims them as a dependent on a tax return. Got Usually it. students under age 24 are dependents in the eyes of the taxing authorities if their parent pays for at least half of their expenses. Mm. What year's income should I be looking at? So 2019. So you have to have filed taxes in 2019 in order to qualify. Um, if you haven't prepared your tax return yet, you can use your 2018 tax return. There's a lot of other questions here. We'll link, we can link this in our, uh, yeah. in our notes if you guys want to read this. But the payment should be arriving within three weeks. If you haven't received a payment, you should at least get something in the mail that tells you that you should be receiving a payment or where it's gone. It should be direct deposited into your account, whatever the IRS has linked to your account. So for me, got it. I just got my federal tax return uh, and that's they have my information there. So that is where this check will go. Right. So just something to... I guess, look forward to if you're looking for a little bit of financial relief. Of course, right. we know that a one-time payment of $1,200 for anyone who's Doesn't been out do of much. work, yeah. yeah, it's really not going to do very but much. I was, but I was wondering, you said that, so it has to be if I've already filed my taxes for 2019. I already have to have sent them in. Well, if I were to, if I were to, if I were to send them in next week, I wouldn't get paid. No, I don't think so. I think that they will oh. be using your 2018 taxes if that's the case. But okay. where that becomes an issue for people, if I'm reading it correctly, is say you made $75,000 or more in 2018. Mm-hmm. haven't filed your cha- your taxes yet for 2019. And yeah. in 2019, you didn't make that much money or you yeah. have a different job or whatever. And so you're in a financially worse situation. Yeah. Um, you would be entitled to less or not any money. I'm not sure exactly how that works. That's just something for you guys to keep in mind. Uh, That's great. Luckily, it did pass. So yeah, that, exactly. All right. Well, I... I think that it would be great for both of us to share some ways that we have been uh, thriving during this time. Keegan made a face. Well, thriving is a strong word, uh, okay. but if, if we surviving are to about, thriving, yes. Okay, uh, all right. We'll call this. Few- we're going to call this surviving to thriving time. How about okay. that? Yeah, I've got a few things. Do you uh, want to start us off? Sure, sure. So I've got a couple of things. So one, um, on my birthday, which was last Friday, it yes. was kind of like a, a little bit of a rough day for me in the beginning. Luckily, I have like great friends. They threw like a Zoom so sweet. birthday party for me. So that was sweet. But also I um, – I used the money that I was going to spend on like going out and getting drinks Mm -hmm. uh, that night on my birthday and I bought new clothes. So I bought myself like new outfits to give me something to look forward to when all this is over to wear to go out. And they weren't practical outfits. They were like party outfits because I'm like, I did the opposite. I bought a bunch of sweatpants and sweatshirts for sale on mm. cottonon.com and got them delivered in like two days. I bought like six things for 50 bucks. It was great. And I'm like, I'm going to be so cozy during this time. I mean, so that's I- another thing too. A lot of brands are having sales right now. Uh-huh. Um, so Nordstrom Rack. Yeah. So get if, if you're like – I have had the urge to – uh, online shop so hard. I think it's because I can't go out. 
So yeah. I also had like a Sephora gift card that Anthony gave me and I bought skincare that's supposed to arrive tomorrow. And I'm Love like, it. I'm going to rehab my whole skin. Yeah. Uh, you're so, it's like going to make your whole day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the other thing that has been making me happy is Anthony and I dusted off our like 2006 Wii. We have like an old ass Wii. Yes. I saw that video too. Yeah. So we, we dusted that off. We've just been playing like Wii tennis and bowling for the last week and it's been fun it's been great I love it. we have a old nintendo so sure. i am <laughs> you looking just gave forward. me a face i think it is i don't because i don't want to speak i believe that's what it is i i wasn't really given any video games as a child so i don't know but i believe it is because we can do mario kart and things like that, that yes. on it. Mm-hmm. um that those are two wonderful things. And that's the thing is that I'm not spending, I'm trying to be very frugal and not spend money on anything that I don't have to. But if there are things that I think is going to help me get through this time, I will do it. Like I don't have a toaster. My toaster broke. I'm like, I need a motherfucking toaster during this time. I need comfy sweats during this time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and yeah, I wouldn't have spent money on clothes if I hadn't already budgeted myself to go out on my birthday. And I'm like, well, I'm not going out. So I'm going to spend this money. But there have been things like we went and bought bikes because we were Uh like, that's going to help us get out, get exercise, get fresh air. And then I've made a list. I'm like, next time I get paid, you know what I want to get? I've been wanting to get beach chairs to go whenever we go to the beach. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm going to buy beach chairs and we're going to put them on our balcony so that in the middle of the day when it gets hot, when it gets warm, we can go sit outside in our beach chairs and get some Sun, I was thinking know. I was thinking the same thing to get for my because I've got a front yard and a big side yard. So I was thinking of getting like a foldable chair to put up against like my wall of my apartment and then yeah. just bring out and get some vitamin D. I laid out outside today too while I was at work. It's important. People, I mean, look, don't go interact with people, but yeah. go outside. Yeah. Even if it's get, just onto your front porch. And it like, feels good. Yeah. It feels so good. Um, other things that have been really helping me, I mean, I got to give it to my number one supporter during this time, and that is marijuana. It has been getting me through the night. <laughs> Keegan's face just now. <laughs> no, I, you know what? I will say like a couple of times, because I, I, you know me, I, I don't usually smoke because it gives me anxiety. Yeah. yeah. But I have had a, like a couple puffs like since this started, and yeah. I, I'm slowly like easing my way back into being like, that's okay. what I ha- that's what I had to do and now I'm like I'm not high enough like when I go to bed like I like to get to a perfect like toasty baked level where you just feel warm and cozy inside and you start to think happy dreamland thoughts I like it for sleeping yeah 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 I mean I when I'm not working I've been doing it like during the day and things like that you know but it's marijuana has gotten me through it is an essential need in California it is an essential need for I was Madigan. about to say that is that like you know, and again, we just talked about if you're in recovery, you know, I understand that. Yeah. But there is something to be said about like weed and alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> so in Colorado, they were talking about how like weed and alcohol are not essential. And so they were uh-huh. going to close down the dispensaries and the oh, liquor God. stores and you can't get liquor at the grocery store there. You have to go yeah. to a liquor store. And I was just like, you can't do that to people. Like with yeah. everyone being inside, you can't you do can't that. You can't do that. Yeah, exactly. And the other thing that's been getting me through, I had never seen the show Weeds 
Oh my God, it's so good. It's so good. We're yeah. almost on season one. And, you know, Max and I have very different tastes in TV, but we also have uh, very similar taste in certain very niche things. And so he was like, you're going to love this. And he turned it on and I was obsessed. The first few seasons are the best. It gets weird. That's what he said. Uh, but the first couple like the seasons. Fifth season, he said it gets yeah, weird. Yeah, the first few seasons are really good. I started Tiger King. And oh we, my gosh. We did as well. We just finished the second episode. Uh, there was a funny line that I wanted to share with you guys. I'm sure all of you have watched it where he says uh, there was this guy who wanted to train with what was his name? He called himself he called himself by some sort of name that meant like the Lord. Yeah, Doc Ansel, the worst Doc person Ansel. of all time. Doc I hate Ansel. him so much. He so this guy was like he went to his farm or whatever you want to call it, his fucking breeding hell, and his cult, was like his cults, yeah, legit his cult, and was like I didn't care how he was breeding those animals. I wanted to know how he trained the women, and I was like. Fuck you, sir. Mad and, every time I fl- and every time I flip off the TV, Max is like, don't do that. It doesn't do anything. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> Madigan, I had been texting. I was texting Cassie and Christina about how much I hated that man. Oh, I, I hate pa- him. I-, I literally paused the TV to like finish a text or something. Yeah. And that's – and then I have my captions on and that what was on my caption. Like I took a picture of it because yes. it was literally that line. I happened to stop my TV – at that line. And I was like, oh. I'm going to throw a hammer at my television. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They're all the worst. I mean, literally all of them are the worst. Even the good guys are bad. Everybody's bad. It all sucks. This but it's is wild bad. and you should watch it because wow. It's, it is. It, it is a good thing to help you get through this time because so Max isn't a big fan of like murdery true crime stuff. Um, he likes it when it's a bit more wacky or maybe to do with money and things that aren't as like bloody and scary. This has everything. It has everything. So he's like we gotta watch this and i'm like yes <laughs> i got so, him that's what we've been watching we've been rotating and then we just started watching reno 911 so i'm glad that i've been doing that and then one last thing is that max has been taking penny out on two mile walks every day and then last night he took her on a two mile walk and then when i came home we took her out on another like half mile walk together yeah it's nice it's it's necessary i honestly feel like i'm more active now than i was before because i need to get out well, and like do well, things. Well, and you have more time. You're not you're not stuck in an office all day. And even when you were out of work, like there's something different where like you're in a different headspace because you can go out. And there's something about not being able to go out and being stuck inside where you're like, this is an opportunity for me. Like I took advantage of being able to do all these things. This is the time for me to take advantage of fresh air and being outside in nature. Yeah, I mean, I'm still working like like my work days feel longer than they did before. It's yeah. bizarre. It's like, I don't know. It's just something that we're all going to have to get used to. You know, yeah. it's going to be a long couple months. So we got to just buckle up, you know? Well, and luckily it's something that everybody's getting used to. So, you know, our bosses, we, we even have to be patient with them. We have to be patient with everybody right now because this is uncharted territory. Actually, shout out to my bosses because they've been pretty cool. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, good. Like they've been pretty chill about everything. They understand that like, this is hard. It's yeah. hard on everyone. It's stressful. Yeah, it's it's really hard. Um, by the way, Keegan, I was going to tell you, I drove by your house today, like not directly, obviously, but um, I was over near your area and I saw that the uh, the car wash. 
Oh yeah, it says closed for filming. Closed for filming. I was like, for filming. The fuck are you filming? I I think that's the only sign they had. The only closed signs. Oh, put it up. I was the same thing. I was upset. I was. They're not filming. Good. I was like, whatever is going on in there needs to shut the fuck down right now. (laughs) I know. I thought the same thing because I rode my bike past that yesterday, and I was like, what the fuck? And then I was like, oh yeah, no. (laughs) Egan, what color is your new bike? It is like a um, steel blue sort of situation. Yeah. Nice. You saw my bike, right? I don't know. It's so cute. If I wasn't going to make noise on the microphone, I'd show it to you. It's like a turquoise blue and like yellowish and brown accent, like the seat and the pedals and things cute. like that. Is it like a beach it's, cruiser? It is. And it's got a little basket that I want to put Dorothy in so oh, bad. I've I had it. do all the accessories. Basket, oh, yeah. Fucking helmet. I want a bell. I want bell. a bell. Um, but Max has, has not finished uh, building it yet. He ran into an issue when we originally started building it right after my birthday in July. Um so he said during this time he's going to fix it, but I've been riding my boss's bike at work and it has been a godsend. Riding bikes right now, you had the right idea. It's Cannot good. recommend enough. Must yeah, it do it. So Stay good. away from other humans, but do it. But do it. So I would love to get editing. So I think it is a good time for us to wrap up. I have no idea how long we've been talking because I don't see a timer anywhere. It's a long you? episode, I think. I don't see a timer. I'm fine with that. It's, they it's don't care. Long. You guys, where do you have to be? Listen to us chat. Get some get some cleaning done. Do a good deep clean. We need to do our floors so bad. Listen to us and do a good deep clean. It's going to be perfect. All right. Well, here is another <laughs> I hope you enjoyed another uh coronavirus inspired episode, mini episode here with us. Um we would still love to hear everything from you guys. We haven't really heard from any of you for what's going on. We got on a new review lives. actually. But we yes. did. I noticed that, but I haven't. Heard, but we haven't gotten any emails or anything. And I'm honestly really curious about how all of our listeners are doing. We especially have some that like are very active with us. Actually, you know what I want? I want our listeners to send us an email or direct message us on Instagram with things that are cheering you up during this quarantine. Yes, Please. and we'll read them. During, yeah, we'll read did, those. What did I call it? Surviving the thriving time. Yes. Yeah. We'll so, read it during surviving a thriving time. Yes. So send us that. I think it's important. I think it's something that we all need because mm-hmm. look, I had like three more things on my list of things to talk about today. Good. Uh, so um, good. it's good. It's really good for us yeah. to end the episode with something positive. So it really is. And I think that it would be good for us too, if needed, you know, and for you guys too, if there is you know, more positive news that you'd rather us be covering instead. Uh, You know, we can add more of that stuff too. I know this is really hard and I would like to create a good balance of positive and uh, more serious news. You know, it's tough. It's a tough line to, uh, to walk there. But yeah, like Keegan said, please let us know what is cheering you up. Get us even on Twitter. I tweeted two things today back to back. Wow. Thank you very much. Two things. Um, get us on Twitter at Yamp Podcast. Y A N F Podcast. We tried. We I know we tried. Okay. Um, but get us on Twitter. Get us on Instagram at an angry neighborhood feminist. Email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. 
You can get us on Facebook. Uh, we have a business and group page. You can rate and, rate and review us on our business page. And uh, go ahead and send in the things that are cheering you up on our group page if you want. I'd be more than happy to check that as well. Um, if you haven't already, go ahead and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It would mean so much to us. We are so thankful for the review that we got earlier this week. You will be featured next Tuesday, we promise. Um, and if you don't already, go ahead and listen to us on Radio Public. It's a free way for you to listen, and it helps us out just a little bit. All right. With all of that being said, we encourage you to rate on. Bye. Bye. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.